The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time each weekday. Well, last Thursday night at the St. Alfred's Anglican Church in Melbourne, the winner of the 2012 Christian Book of the Year was announced. That winner was a book called Gumbali Nakur by Murray Seifert. To tell us more, Michael Colley from SPCK Australia joins us with an overview of this year's entrance, the finalists and more details of the winner. Michael, SPCK has been running this competition over a number of years now. It must be exciting for you to have the privilege of announcing the winner quite an exciting process. I guess it's one of the favourite parts of my job is um, coordinating or chairing the uh, judging process. So the winner this year, Gumbali of Nakua, written by Murray Seifert. Tell us about the, the way that this book came to prominence. Well, it was a surprise winner because Geoffrey Blaney's book, A Short History of Christianity, seemed to dominate the discussion um, between the judges for the entire time they were presiding. And it was really in the, at the last minute they decided that uh, really the contribution that uh, Murray Suffolk's book made was pretty special and was pretty unique. There are numerous um, short histories of Christianity, and in a way, what this biography of Gumbly encapsulates a lot of covers a lot of um, uh, Australian history. A lot of it's, uh, his story is not necessarily typical of um, the colonial experience, but the book ranges widely and it's, um, it covers a lot of a lot of ground. Certainly. This story of the engagement, the Aboriginal engagement with Western culture and Christianity is, um, is covered in depth. There's no significant sort of aspect of that encounter that's, that's not included in this book. That's, it's a very timely uh, book, I think. Of course, the brush with Christianity for Australia's Indigenous peoples, uh, there are so many stories to tell. What makes this one outstanding? Well, he's a leader that emerged from a local community and uh, at one stage, uh, Church Missionary Society was, uh, and, the, the, and the Anglican Church in the Northern Territory were, were considering who to send to, um, to Roper River or Nukud, as it's, uh, as it's called locally. And um, the elderly women said, uh, we don't need no more white fellows, we've got uh, young Gumbali. And so it was a, very much a leader emerging naturally from uh, the Indigenous Church. And that's, that's quite unusual. He's, he certainly wasn't the first Aboriginal to be ordained by a mainstream church, but um, from, the, from that part of the country, yes, he, he was. And uh, one of the great things about the book is that it sort of looks over Gumbali's shoulder as he evaluates traditional Aboriginal customs and, and beliefs from a Christian point of view. It's a, 
just from a missiological point of view, it's a, it's a fascinating reading. Michael, in your experience, has there ever been a finalist in the Christian Book of the Year that uh, has reflected so well uh, Aboriginal culture in Australia and that cross-section uh, where Christianity has made such a huge impact? No, I can't recall a book that's made this, con- this sort of contribution. In fact, I think this, um, outside the field of politics, I don't think it's, there's been an Aboriginal who that's that's been a subject of such a rigorous biography at all, ever. This is a pretty, um, you know, it's a pretty substantial biography, and I just can't think of, I can't think, you know, I can, I think, I think of books uh, about Aboriginal artists and politicians, but really. This is a very rigorous biography. I guess a book like this, uh, it's come to prominence. Uh, it's gone through your strict judging criteria. This is clearly a well-written book. It's obviously a good yarn. It's got a historical basis to it, and it's something, I, I guess, uh, that you would be expecting would be widely picked up, particularly by the Christian community. Well, one hopes so. I guess what I'm always distressed by... Um, the fact that uh, the Australian Church has um, a very poor appetite for locally uh, written, published books. If you go to a Christian bookshop, um, you know the overwhelming proportion and majority of the books there are imported. This is not going to be a popular book. I mean, it's it's a fairly dense read, um, so it's not as accessible as I guess a lot of more popular books. But it's certainly uh, the subject matter makes it pretty significant. Uh, Gumbly is uh, a magnificent Aboriginal leader. I, I think the judges concluded that this story of self-determination and Indigenous protagonism is uh, something that sh- that really deserves a broader audience because it's something that um, really the future of Aboriginal people in, in this country and also the future of our um, coexistence in this country really depends on... Um, uh, Aboriginal leadership like this and uh, it's not as common as it should be so it's a, it's a pretty special uh, I guess it's book special mostly because um, Gumbly uh, Waramata is a pretty special person Michael I can hear what you're saying here uh, you're saying it's a book that is it's tough going to read it uh, but no, the qualities of it obviously this is a book of substance and I know that there'd be readers who uh, would be from time to time uh, picking up light reading, uh, things that are an enjoyable story. But what you're saying is this is a book of substance. It has hi- important historical value. It's the Australian Book of the Year, Christian Book of the Year. Do you think it'll it'll gain that sort of uh, step-up type readership that'll say, well, you know, this is clearly a quality book. I might uh, lift my sights a little and, and get into something of real substance. The sole aim of the awards is to encourage local writing and publishing and this book will receive a broader hearing I guess because of the award I'm sure of that it's a confronting read it's probably not it's I wouldn't call it a difficult read but it's pretty confronting I mean there's stuff here that makes for uncomfortable reading but it's a very satisfying story and I think it, this is a person we we can thank God for Gumbel is a you know pretty remarkable Christian this is a story that's got to be told You're listening to the 2020 podcast on Australia's Vision Radio Network. We return now to our conversation with Michael Colley from SPCK Australia as he gives us a glimpse at the finalists in this year's Christian Book of the Year Award and announces the runners-up.
Michael, when it comes to the list that you've got there, the short list, those finalists, uh, who's on the finalist list that might be attractive for uh, Aussie readers to get a hold of? All the shortlisted books are, are, worth, are well worth reading, uh, every one of them. Sharon Witt's Teen Talk, Parent Talk, which is a, a fabulous book for parents of teenagers, and uh, it's written by an Australian mother and secondary school teacher, and she's also a very popular speaker and counsellor, so, and uh, uh, so that's uh, there's not a lot of books um, like that from anywhere, but this one certainly has a local flavour, and uh, it's a very friendly and understanding book. So it sort of doesn't make you feel uh, um, inferior because you've got problems. Um, it's uh, it's a very accommodating and um, friendly book. Um, and of course, Sharon is uh, Sharon is a regular guest on our program here too, talking about those sorts of issues when it comes to teenagers and parents. Who else is on your list? Cecily Patterson, um, a mother of a, an autistic son, wrote to Love, Chip, Tears and Autism. And again, this is a, well, this was received third prize this year. It's a fabulous testimony um, of her personal transformation, how she really had to uh, confront her pride and the need for control and her, her faith um, in coming to terms with how she needed to grow, really, to be a, a mother to, to this child. It's an inspiring book. She's, it's very honest and, uh, and very helpful as well. It's, it's an inspiring and, and practical book. You mentioned that Geoffrey Blaney was on the short list as one of the finalists and uh, a short history of Christianity in Australia. Uh, that did attract a lot of attention, didn't it, in the lead-up to the judging? a great read. Geoffrey Blaney is, a, is just a fabulous storyteller and with this book he takes on the greatest story ever told and uh, he doesn't write as a partisan, he writes as a, as a historian. He really d- does have a great command of uh, his subject and he, he, he weaves together um, all the you know, sort of global developments and epic events and uh, and then there's uh, he ex- examines uh, personal you know, lives and, um, and uh, an obscure episodes but it's all woven together into a, a, a breathtaking story it's a book that places jesus at the center of human history and um for a uh, a prominent historian at the peak of his prestige to be doing this in um in what is an increasingly christophobic society i think is pretty significant and uh, it would have been a, quite uh, it would have been quite controversial wouldn't it uh had jeffrey won the christian book of the year because he comes from that secular background but the exciting thing is that he's put as you say christ at the center and uh, it's it's a huge contribution yeah i think it's a, it's a it's a wonderful read uh of, i guess of all the books it's um uh, he's, he's a guy with a, a lot of experience in writing and communicating and storytelling. It's just a, it's a great story. And he starts off with the word of all the lives uh, lived, uh, of people living and dead, Jesus um, was, was the most um, influential and uh, finishes up in a similar vein. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, a warts and all story. But the but the conclusion is that Christianity's uh, done more good than harm and um, that it's uh, going to be around for a, a while yet. So it's a, it's a pretty... Uh, Michael, over the years, uh, it's been many years now uh, in your involvement with the Christian Book of the Year. Are you seeing a trend in the quality of Christian writing uh, increasing each year? I'm not sure that I could identify a trend. There's certainly, I mean, there's some pretty substantial books coming out. Frankly, there are lean years and uh, in a way, I think I could say that there's probably a decline in in Christian publishing activity. That is that there there are fewer books. Uh, being published. Is that because of the internet? 
No, not just that. I think it's it's mostly because of uh, the competition from um, you know English language publishers, based in the United States and Britain, and also. I don't think we're seeing yet the, the impact of um, digital publishing on publishing activity. There's more. Uh, there's certainly more Christian publishing activity than, than people are generally aware of. Just the relative quality of uh, Christian books being written now and uh, compared with 10 or 20 years ago, I would say there probably is an improvement, but I, I can't um, give you evidence for that. But, but uh, certainly um, just looking at the books this year, Cecily Patterson's books are superbly written, um, the Blaney book, likewise, and Gumbleev Nuko is a very pretty significant book, and and the other books, um, but the, the, there's a book by Cameron Simmons, um, it's a very creative um, and absorbing book, and Sharon's. I mean, it's, there's a lot to be grateful for. There's there's a great book. Well, Michael, I can only encourage people if uh, they're contemplating writing a book that they need to be in touch with you. I'll give people your website www.spcka.org.au Michael Colley is the National Director of SPCK Australia and Michael it's always a pleasure thanks for talking to us today on 2020. Thank you very much Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au Thank you.